Why pray? Will our prayers be answered? Discover essential keys to praying biblically, the prayer God answers, and take your place in prayer for the nation, your loved ones, and see your prayers answered in Jesus' name. Now join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International family. See, prayer is our access and our gateway into the blessings of God. It's our means of fellowship and communication with God. And it's a privilege that God gives to each and every one of us to be able to approach him and to, and, and to communicate with him. And so it's very, very important um, to realize that. But the question is, does God answer prayer? How many of us has ever re- have ever received an answer to prayer before? Thank you, Lord Jesus. You prayed about something and God answered. Well, that, I mean, that, that if God has done it before, he can do it again. I said, if God has done it before, he can do it again. I said, if God has done it before, he can do it again. I said, if God has done it before, he can do it again. Very, very important to realize that. Does God answer prayer? Does he really do? We are going to explore that in, 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 in this lesson. What do I need to do to receive answers to prayer? And so it's, it's so important. We look at prayer and spiritual revitalization. Prayer and the sovereignty of God. How God, God's divinity interfaces with our prayer. And then we'll also look at the essence of prayer. We'll look at all these things. And then I like this one. Different kinds of prayer. All prayer are not the same. Not the same. Very important to realize that. And then seven ways that God answers prayer. So it's very important, the effect of prayer, praise, and spiritual warfare, how to move the hand of God in prayer, and then how fasting accelerates prayer. Very important. Wow. You say, somebody say, can I fast? Oh, you can fast. When you are going to do a physical, they tell you to fast, and you are able to do it. (laughs) And when you get there, they will ask you, fasting or non-fasting? So, so how fasting accelerate prayer? It will, we will study that as well. So it's so important. I mean, there is no way you can live a successful Christian life without prayer. Nobody can successfully do that. So it's very, very, very important to realize. Now, the, the, the thing to realize is God, God created us. And he created the means for us to communicate and to fellowship with him. So let's turn our Bibles. James, the book of James, gives us a very, very important lesson on prayer. James chapter 5, James chapter 5 from verse 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, is anyone among you suffering? Is anyone going through a test, a trial, let him tweet. Is that what the Bible says? <laughs> you see, when we run into a difficulty, if you are suffering, he tells you exactly what to do. If you are going through a test, a trial, you see so many times you look for the next person to communicate with, with, with what the issue is. And all our talking and talking and talking and talking about the problem won't change anything. He tells you, let him pray. Let him do something about the situation. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray. You see prayer there again over him. Anointing him in the name with oil in the name of the Lord. 
and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins he will be forgiven confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Now before we get into this, let me preface what we are going to teach by saying that you see prayer is spiritual labor. Prayer is work. Prayer is work. And so many times the frustration in prayer is we don't know how to pray. Or when we pray, we, we don't know how to get answers. Notice how he describes. We'll get to James chapter 4. Uh, but notice how he describes Colossians chapter 4 verse, verse 12. Thank you, Lord. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a born servant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Notice the phrase, laboring, that's work. That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. He's laboring, he's working in prayer. That you may stand mature and complete in all the will of God. So prayer is work. But the key to getting results in prayer, put this together with Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15. He says the labor of fools worries them for they do not even know how to get to the city. The labor of fools makes everyone weary. Praying in all directions and not receiving answers makes you weary. You don't know how to get results. A spiritual work. Now, so when you get back to James chapter 5, thank you, Lord Jesus. My, my, my. Follow me closely. This is so important to your life. If James chapter 5, verse 13, he says, he goes on to say, verse 16, confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Not all prayer avails, not, not all prayer gets answers. He says the effective. How many of us want our prayer to be effective? I want my prayer to be effective. And your prayer can be effective. Now he goes on to say Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Now, you see, you see Elijah in the Bible getting results in prayer. And he says that you also had the same nature as him. You have the same nature like Elijah. In fact, if you study the life of Elijah closely, he's not someone you will call righteous. One time, he got so discouraged, he was running away. Do you know he was running away from, from Jezebel, a woman? This is a mighty prophet. He just called down fire. And here he is, running away because a woman is after his life. My Lord and my God. <laughs> That's a righteous person, he's saying. <laughs> 
And he says you have the same nature as him. And if you believe God like he did, you can get the same results in prayer like he did. Now he says that Elijah prayed for a rain, for rain and a rain. Now the first time his name appears in the Bible is in 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1. Thank you Lord Jesus. 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1. You see, usually when they are introducing someone in the Bible, they will say, this person is the son of this, the son of that, the son of that. He says, and Elijah, he just appeared in the Bible, and Elijah the Tishbites of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be, not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. It doesn't mention prayer here. All he says is that he spoke the word. James, revealing this by the spirit of God, says he prayed. It reveals the importance of prayer. That what gave him the confidence to speak the word of God was his prayer life. What will give you the confidence in your life to speak the word of God is your prayer life. Very, 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 very important. You see, so many times we speak God's word, but the, the key to seeing results is to have a prayer life where you know God intimately, where you have talked to God about the situation, where you are spoken to him in your closet about the situation, so that when you step out of your day, when you step out of that workplace, when you step out and everything surrounds you, and it seems like nothing will happen, my Lord, you can stand and speak the word of God and know that the circumstance will turn around. Very important to realize that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to give us five vital things that we need to know about prayer. About the prayer that God answers. That God still answers prayer. You see, prayer will help you to know the will of God. The will of God will help you. The word of God will help you to know the will of God so you can pray to receive answers. First John chapter 5, verse 14. I haven't left James 5. We'll come back to that, to, to, to that place. Thank you, Lord. There's a revelation in there for us. But I want us to get to the key point, the, the key to receiving answers to prayer. First John chapter 5, verse 14 says, Now this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That means that there's, a kind of, there's some kind of prayer that God doesn't hear. When it's not in line with his will. But how are you going to find out his will? His will is revealed in the Bible. And sometimes for specific scenarios, he'll reveal what his will is in your heart. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. For instance, somebody said we should pray for them to be able to marry somebody who is not a Christian. You know God is not going to hear that one. 
That's not the will of God. Because the Bible clearly reveals his will that as a Christian, do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. So that prayer, uh, like, like I say, we say in the engineering field, is a drop packet. It's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> it's dropped. It's dropped. It's dropped. It's not going to get anywhere. When we pray according to his will, he hears us. Find out what the will of God is based on the word of God. And then if we know that we, he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, so long as you live down here, you will never outgrow the need of prayer. Nobody will outgrow that. Till you meet God. No. Number two, we know that prayer changes things. That is why the devil doesn't want you to pray. Prayer changes things. And then, God will respond. He will do nothing except in answer to prayer. And prayer is the priority of every Christian assembly. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Number four, we know that prayer is, is involved. It's, it's, it's a ministry that Jesus is still carrying on. And who in the days of his flesh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, he says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. It involves crying. It involves crying out to God. It involves tears. Jesus did that. And if you think about it, it's, so, it's such, such a ministry that is so important that Jesus even now continues to pray for us. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 revealed us. The Bible says that, Therefore, he is also able to say to the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Think about it. Think about it. The person who is unsaved. Jesus, that's how important prayer is. I want to drive us to pray. And we'll pray at the end of the service. But to see the important, it's so important that it, it's still the ministry of Jesus. And when we pray and partner with him in that ministry of intercession, we are carrying on a great work. Anybody, he's, the person who is not saying, and even you that is in the kingdom of God, he lives to pray for you. Sometimes somebody will tell you that I'll pray for you and don't forget. That's why I said don't depend on anyone's prayer. Get your own prayer life because the person telling you that they will pray for you, how do you know they will pray for you? <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> the moment they left your presence, they forgot all about it. But not Jesus. Thanks be to God. He ever lives to pray for you. Number five, Prayer is the foundation of every Christian enterprise. All battles are lost or won in prayer. Prayer is the mother ministry. 10% prayer, 
10% success. 90% prayer, 90% success. All Christian success is prayer success. All Christian failure is a prayer failure. When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. Hallelujah. I repeat that. When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. Hallelujah. Very, very important. So, so the, the question becomes, why, why do I even need to pray? Let's go with me back. There's a deep revelation here in, a, in James chapter 5. Let's go back there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. James chapter 5. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He talks about the fact that, verse 17, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Notice this, verse 17, 18, and he prayed again. Everyone say, and he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought its fruit. Ah, he prayed again, having gave rain, the earth produced its fruit. Having gave rain, the earth produced its fruit. What are the fruit? You see, the fruit that we see, when, when, if, if, if you are not seeing any fruit, that is prayer fruit now, in your life, it's because your heaven is not giving any rain. And if your heaven is not giving any rain, simply put, it's because you are not praying. He prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. The earth, the fruit that you see, is that marriage issue that is settled. The fruit that you see is the issue with your children that is settled. The fruit that you see is your health issue that gets settled. The fruit that you see is that financial issue that gets settled. The fruit that you see is the answer to prayer. So if you are not seeing fruit, it's because your heaven is not giving rain, and it's because you are not praying. But as you imbibe this truth this morning, and you begin to pray in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray may your heaven give rain. I said 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 may your heaven give rain. Ah, may that issue in your life that has been lingering be resolved as you begin to pray in Jesus mighty name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Another scripture along those lines. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Revelation chapter 8, verse 3. Why do I need to pray? Revelation chapter 8, verse 3. Thank you, Lord. He says, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and threw it to the earth and there were noises, thunderings, lightnings and an earthquake. Notice the phrase, he says, he was given mad incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints. 
And don't let that word saint throw you, in, throw you off. The saints are you and I. You don't have to die to be a saint. No. <laughs> no. In, in Romans chapter 1 verse 7, notice what he says. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 1 verse 7, he says, thank you, Lord. He, he puts it this way. He says, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Those people weren't dead, but he called them saints. And in Colossians and Ephesians, he kept using that word as well. So don't let that throw you off. But the point that he makes here in Revelation, that when you pray, your prayer goes through a heavenly transaction. Amen. It says the prayer of all the saints. That includes Pastor Paul. That includes you. That includes everybody. So if you are not praying, what do they have to mix it with? Serious situation. Your prayer is not going up. No rain comes down. Nothing comes down. But notice what he says. He says that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer filled it with fire from the altar and threw it onto the to the earth and there were noises thunderings lightnings and an earthquake you have to realize prayer follows that same spiritual law of sowing and reaping if you are not praying that thing goes up they don't have anything to mix it with so you come up short but when you pray he says, they filled it with, with fire from the altar and threw it back to the earth. It doesn't matter where you are in the earth. You could be in Colorado Springs. You could be in the United States. You could be in London. You could be in Afghanistan. You could be in Kuwait. Wherever you are, when you begin to pray, your prayers go up and it is sent back to you on the earth in the form. Of answers to prayer. He says here, noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. May you not come short in the name of Jesus. As you begin to pray and your prayers go up in this season, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may you receive answers to prayer. If you believe that, say amen. I'll shout amen. amen. That, that doesn't, doesn't become clearer for all of us. He prayed. Heaven gave rain and the earth is fruit. You pray, it goes up to heaven, it goes through a heavenly transaction, it gets sent back to the earth. It gets sent back to you. That is the, the importance of praying. So many times, we, I mean, uh, one time somebody was with someone and they ran into a difficult situation and they said, uh, we have to do something. And then the other person said, uh, we need to pray. And then the other person said, wow, has it come to this? <laughs> Is this what it has come to? Is this what it would take? <laughs> Prayer shouldn't be a last resort. It's like your lifeline, your, your, your spiritual respirator. That's how you breathe. <laughs> but when you pray in the mighty name of Jesus, as you begin to pray in this season... May God respond back with power on your behalf. 
That's why he says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man or a first man. The Amplified puts it this way. The classic Amplified puts it this way. He says, it makes tremendous power available. That is what is referenced here in Revelations. Dynamic in its working. God's power becomes available on your behalf when you pray. That is what happened in that jail, in, that jail in, in, the, in, 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 in the Philippian church before he was born. Paul and Silas were in prison. They were in captivity. Their feet were in stocks. They were bleeding. But thanks be to God, they knew, what, they knew what to do. The Bible says at midnight, ah, they began to pray and to sing praises. Ah, and the jailers heard them. Ah, the people that had held them in captivity heard them. It's time for you to let the enemy know ah, that you may, I may be in captivity, but I haven't lost my voice. I've been in capt- I'm in captivity but I haven't lost my ability to pray. Uh, if it was some of us, the way we were praying, it wouldn't even go past the next, the next person wouldn't hear it. But the Bible says they heard them. Uh, let the enemy hear your voice. And when they did that, exactly what is described in Revelation happened. There was an earthquake. Uh, the God shook that prison and said enough is enough. These people are my servant. They need to be about doing my work. Their stocks, their, 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 their chains fell off and they became free. And that day, the Philippian church was born. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you want to see great and mighty things in your life, I encourage you, begin to take your prayer life seriously. Begin to say, ah, enough is enough. This captivity has gone on for so long. The enemy has hedged me in, but my God is not dead. I will call out to him. I will cry out to him. And as I do, he will make tremendous power available and deliver me. In the mighty name of Jesus, this morning I see God bring you out. This morning I see God bringing you out. Ah, the enemy says he has you in stock. He says he has you in captivity. Ah, but God is saying to you this morning that it's not the end of your story. If you can begin to pray, if you can begin to call out to God, tremendous power will be made available to you. And as you do, in the mighty name of Jesus, I see you coming out. 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 If you believe that, son, yes! Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ma, 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 ma. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Very, very, very important to realize that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, ma, 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 ma. Turn with me to, to, to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 verse 1. Thank you Lord Jesus. He gives us. We are talking about the prayer that God answers. Thank you Lord. He says, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord teach us to pray. Everybody say, Lord teach us to pray. And then he says, as John also taught his disciples. You see, prayer must be taught. That's why I'm teaching on prayer. You cannot just get prayer by osmosis. No, no, no. (laughs) It has to be taught. (laughs) So of all things, this is one of the things that the disciples said. They, They said, Lord, teach us to pray. We see the effectiveness of your life. We see the results that you are getting in your life. We want to see the same thing. Notice the phrase that they make. They said, as John also taught his disciples. Uh 
Now, if you study the life of John the Baptist carefully, he never taught any, at least not that it is recorded for us, any lesson on prayer. So who was John the Baptist? What would make the disciples say that teach us something like John taught his disciples? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 3, speaking about John the Baptist, in Matthew chapter 3 verse 1, he says, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, 4. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair, with a leather's belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, John the Baptist, he describes him as a voice crying in the wilderness. Verse 4 says, he was clothed in camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. His clothing is not the, is not the normal way you dress. Camel's hair and leather. <laughs> So if you are marking him for appearance, he gets zero on a scale of one, zero to ten. <laughs> it's not the kind of preacher I want to go and listen to. <laughs> then he says his food was locust and wild honey. He doesn't say he had anything else. Wrong diet. All you eat in your life is woke locusts and wild honey, my Lord and my God. His food, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> he doesn't have the right clothes. He doesn't eat right. <laughs> Number three, he says that he is preaching in the wilderness. Wrong location. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> it's John the Baptist ministry, John the Baptist church is in the wilderness. <laughs> wrong appearance, wrong, 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 wrong diet, wrong location. <laughs> And then, verse 7 says, he said to them, brood of vipers, you vipers. <laughs> Rude preacher. <laughs> He's calling us snakes. <laughs> Animals. 
I'm not going to listen to him. <laughs> He's not my kind of preacher. <laughs> it's what someone will say. <laughs> what was the secret of his life? But the point is, verse 5 says, Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around Jordan went out to meet him. He's everything is stacked against him. There is negative circumstances as to why he shouldn't make it. Why is he making it? The secret is his prayer. The secret is his prayer. The secret is his prayer life. The se- that is why he was teaching his disciples. And that's not based on my appearance. It's not based on how I look. Ah, the secret to my success out of the church in the wilderness is my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, if you want to see success in your life, ah, sometimes people look at you on the outside and say, this person is not going to make it. He doesn't talk right. He doesn't look right. Ah, nothing looks right. This business is not the right location. But if you can begin to pray, if you can begin to call out to God, no matter what the natural circumstances look like, I can assure you by the God that I serve that he will turn that situation around. You will be accessed in the mighty name of Jesus. I just look at you and say you are not supposed to be married. Ah, don't, 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 don't pay attention to that. They give you a talk. They give you a name. I say no, 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 no. That's not what my God said. If you and begin to pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Our God will send the right person your way. Ah, they will say you are not supposed to admit it. You grew up in a bad neighborhood. You grew up and it doesn't look like anything good like they talked about Jesus. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I can assure you if you will pray, something good will come out of your life. If you believe that, say amen. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That is, his, that is his key. That's why the disciples said, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples. Everything in the natural may say you are not supposed to make it. But that's not what God said. There was a, there's a certain man. He's, his name is, is Young Pike. I hope I pronounced his name. He, he, he started his life in North Korea. And then he migrated to South Korea. And then later on came to America. He wrote a book called No Money, No English. <laughs> no English, No Money. He is the president of American Pickle Steel Company. That company generates a revenue of over 200 million every year. No money, no English. <laughs> he said when he came, he started working and doing chores in restaurants. That's where he started. But he said, I made it through diligence and honesty and prayer and believing God along the way. You see, it doesn't matter where you start. That's the issue. It doesn't matter where you start. No money, no English. Did you come to a foreign nation? I mean, no money, no money. But God turned his life around as he trusted and believe in, believe in God. Don't look at the natural circumstances. Men may write you off and say you are not going to make it. It's your faith and as you believe in God, he will help you along every step and every, every step of the way. 
my wife and I, we started our marriage, like we say humorously, uh, after we married, $1,000 and two suitcases. And he's brought us a long way and transformed our lives. Doesn't matter where you start. Thank you, Lord. The key is to get to the place where you make prayer your lifestyle. Thank you, Lord. Notice what he says. Thank you, Lord. I want us to pray this morning. I want us to pray. We'll get to that. But, but before he says, when you pray, he gives us a pattern in prayer. Our Father in heaven, Hebrews 11, 2. Hallowed be your name. You worship him and you praise him. Then the very next thing that he tells you to do is your kingdom come. Pray that seek his kingdom first. He takes us to Matthew 6.33. Seek his kingdom first. See, that prayer doesn't have the name of Jesus in there. Later on in John chapter 6, 16, before he left, he changed their way of praying. But there are very important lessons to learn here. Seek the kingdom of God first. Then everything else will be added to you. So many times, our prayer is just about us. My name is Jimmy. Give me all you give me. And bless me. <laughs> bless me and my wife and, and, my, and, and my kids. Someone pray, does the prayer of somebody. Bless me and my wife and my three kids. Nobody else. Don't bless anybody else again. <laughs> No, he says pray that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice that he doesn't say uh, on, on heaven as it is in earth. It's, not, it's, def, it's arranged that way for a reason. That's the lines that we are studying this morning. Heaven is full of the blessings of God. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no lack in heaven. There is no gunshot up there. There is no neighbor to disturb you up there. there <laughs> it's a peaceful place. So the things that he has on deposit for you in heaven, pray. And let them be made manifest in your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As it is on earth, as it is in heaven. Then you get to verse 3. If there's anything else, then you can begin to pray about your daily bread, about your daily needs. But put his kingdom first. You see, he gives us a certain pattern. You see, in, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, Jesus left his disciples and said, pray so that you don't fall into temptation. He goes and comes back and they are sleeping. And he says, could you not tarry and watch with me for one hour? You see, when you begin to pray, the easiest way to pray for longer, if it's an emergency, is different. But the easiest way to pray is to have a prayer life. First, start with praise and worship, thanking God. Five, five, seven minutes. That can take that. It can even go ten minutes. Then you go again. Then you begin to pray for the nation. Then you begin to pray for others. Then you begin to pray for, pray for me, your pastor. Pray for your pastor and his family. Then you begin to pray for, for, for others. But, and by the time you get to your daily needs, an hour will be gone easily. That's how, that's, how I, that's how I developed. And of course, if you pray in the spirit, it even helps you. In other tongues, it even helps you more. Worship him. Give him praise. Give him glory. Then divide it into sections. It will be very easy to call you to cover ground. Begin to pray for other nations. There are nations that need to be opened up. 
when you put those his kingdom first, then everything else is taken care of. Very, very important to realize that. I want to wrap up with this, and then we'll pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Now, there's, a, there's an illustration here in Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 28. He says, Now, when they had escaped, they found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked, on, looked for a long time and saw no harm, came to him and they changed their mind and said that he was a God. Now, God had told Paul that he was going to Rome to testify before Caesar. He said, I appeal to Caesar. They said, to Caesar shall you go. Now, and he gets into a storm. And after the storm, the very next island that they land on is this island. And the Bible says, when they had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fasting on his hand. We've just discovered in Revelations, he compares our prayer and he says it's mixed with fire. You see, prayer generates power. Fire. Sometimes in your life, there are certain things that are surrounding you. You see, if there, if, if there was no heat, that viper would have stayed in there. That viper... Well, I stayed in there, but the Bible says, because of the heat, because of the heat, because of the heat, use it as an illustration of prayer. When you begin to pray, the heat of your prayers, I pray in the name of Jesus in the Bible, the viper stands for Satan himself. Any demons that are surrounding your life, may they begin to be exposed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. But the thing is, notice again, the Bible says that no doubt this man is a murderer. That not, not only the, 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 the viper fasting himself on his hand. Is it a wristwatch? <laughs> is that Caesar? That viper, that animal is standing between him and the plan and the purpose of God for his life. Oh, but what did he do? The Bible says, notice carefully. The Bible says, this is crucial. He shook off the creature 
into the fire. He shook up the creature into the fire. You see, that same fire, you, you have to have some fire in your life. You can't depend on somebody else's fire. And the trouble with us, we keep seeing the same issue and issue again because when you shake it off, there is no fire for it to go in, for it to be done with. You need your own fire. Fire in prayer. Ah, that when the enemy fastens himself on your life and says to you, ah, notice, ah, the Bible says that they call him a murderer. This is the apostle that wrote two thirds of the New Testament. Sometimes because of your issue, your name gets changed. You are called Joyce, the, uh, you are called some name. You are called by the name. You are, now, now they call you Fred the Unemployed. Be, notice the destiny on your life. They call you something. Your name has changed. They identify you with your issue. The thing that you are going through, sometimes people don't understand what you are going through. You are identified with your issue. Is Paul a bad person? Is he a murderer? Has he killed anybody? They are calling him a murderer. What is the issue that you are dealing with? This morning you are going to generate some fire. To say enough is enough. That is not my name. Enough is enough. That is not my name. I will not be identified with this issue anymore. Ah, that issue has come to prevent me from fulfilling the destiny and the plan of God for my life. Ah, but in the mighty name of Jesus, this morning I am going to generate some fire and say I am shaking it off into that fire and today will be the end of that issue. I will not see that issue again. I will not be identified with that issue again. In the mighty the name of Jesus, I am shaking it off. And somebody shake it off. Shake it Say, I'm shaking it off. 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 I sick of sickness. I sick of sickness. I sick of poverty. I sick of love. I sick of shame. I sick of disgrace. I sick of reproach. I sick it off. I sick it off. I sick it off. I sick it off. Thank you, Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to say something of this morning? My Lord and my God, we are going to pray. Everybody is going to generate their fire to this morning. Your prayers go up. It gets mixed with fire. It comes down as answers to prayer. This morning you are going to pray and receive some answers to prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Before we do that, if you are here, if you are watching us online, and you don't know the Lord Jesus, the first prayer you are supposed to pray is to receive Jesus into your life. To make him the Lord of your life. To give him access into your life. 
you have been trying to do life on your own. And so far, you've not done a very good job at it. Today is a good day to change that. In the mighty name of Jesus. We all started to say, like you. See, we are not here to condemn you. The Bible says that Jesus Christ did not come into the world to condemn the world. He says, you may say, you don't know me. You don't know my past. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I've done. It doesn't make a difference. Jesus can give you a fresh start. Jesus can give you a fresh start. But it starts with a decision to receive him into your life. If you are willing to begin a relationship with Jesus, if you are here or watching us online or on TV, and you want Jesus or listen to the radio, and you want Jesus to come into your heart, just lift up your hands wherever you are. Thank you, Lord. And he will receive you. Yeah, yeah, he will give you a fresh start. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It doesn't matter what it is. You say, I'm bound by sin. I'm bound by drugs, alcohol, whatever the case is. Don't try to deal with the results first. Try to deal with the inside. When Jesus comes in, then he can sweep and sweep the house clean. But you have to give him access. He cannot clean it from outside. You have to let him in to clean it. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you just repeat after me. Pray like you are talking to God yourself. And he will come in. That's all prayer is. You are communicating to God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 that if you shall confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that you were, he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, man believes, unto, man believes, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I've heard your word. I believe you were raised from the dead. Today, I confess you Ask my Lord, come into my heart. Save me. Wash me. Make me new. Cleanse me from my sins. Thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you for saving me. Help me to live the rest of my life for you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Father. Let us hear from you if you prayed our prayer. Rise to your feet. We are going to pray. You are going to generate some fire this morning. You are going to shake some things off. Your prayer is going to go up to heaven. I don't know what you came to church with this morning. But today, something must change. Today, you must receive answers to prayer. They say the prayer of faith will save you. The elders can pray the prayer of faith for you or you can pray the prayer of faith yourself. But you need salvation in some area of your life. We trust that the message on prayer has equipped you and empowered you to pray. Be sure to download our WMCI app, follow us on Facebook, sign up for weekly devotionals, and bloom in your season. Stay connected and grow with many great resources we have available for your Christian growth.